0: Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. The fan now at 105.1 FM broadcasting live from River City Roll here in Scott's edition with a Commander's game this weekend. I think the the question everyone wants to know is, will Sam Howell play well? Eric Biannimi told reporters in Ashburn today, that it was Ron Rivera who suggested Sam Howe be sat down on Sunday in L.A., and then Eric Bieniemy then agreed. He cited that the head man does have 51% of control. I, I kind of felt like it was a Ron Rivera move there. Uh, it's typical of Ron Rivera, right? I mean... Just Let's just create more controversy on your way out the door, Ron. Thank you. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Instead of having Sam you know, power through here and push through a bad performance and to try to have a decent fourth quarter, they turn to Jacoby Brissett, and he looked good enough to the point where now the fan base is starting to question Sam Howell, and even I am starting to question if Sam Howell should be the starter in 2024, and... Of course, we've got Rivera to blame for that. I mean, Stubb, isn't that so annoying, hearing that, that, that Rivera went over to Eric Bieniemy when he needs to be focused on the defensive side of the ball that's given up 28 points, that's given up third downs after third downs after third down. Like, how many times do he say, take your dirty paws and get him off the offense? Let Eric Bieniemy control that. Are you kidding? He just can't help himself. He has to micromanage everybody, and he has to make it seem like it's his team, and every decision is his decision.
1: It's kind of like, of course, it was him. You know, right. <laughs> any decision yeah. that we're, we're mad about, probably Ron.
0: I know. I, I said I was going to say something nice about him. It might be a two fifty-five because <laughs> I can't do it right now. He's turning me back into the sports Grinch reading that quote, and so um, I don't. I don't even have a question of the day. I just want to talk about Ron and Sam Howe here on Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander.
1: Are you ready for the
0: phones are open? <laughs> It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. So not only did Ron Rivera admit that last year he didn't know what he had in Sam Howell. He literally said, man, I didn't know. We we saw him on the sidelines this year. We were like, wow, F, we had that talent. We let him go. He said that to Albert Breer. That was the the exact quote, right? We didn't know what we had in Sam Howell. Then you make him the starter this year. And you decide to take him out because he's struggling against the Rams and go with Jacoby Brissett. And that's led to national reporters now chiming in, including Bill Barnwell. And you guys know when it comes to the commanders, I only trust the local guys, the Michael Phillips, the J.P. Finleys of the world. Uh, But I do really respect Bill Barnwell's NFL opinion, and he had an article on ESPN 13 teams that should add starting quarterbacks in 2024. And here's what he had to say about the Commanders. Current starter, Sam Howell. But he says in week 15, Ron Rivera cracked. After spending all season committed to Sam Howell as the starter, the Commanders coach finally benched him after an interception during the loss to the Rams. Turning things over to backup Jacoby Brissett, who immediately led two scoring drives. Going 8 of 10 for 124 yards and sparking a breakout game for receiver Terry McLaurin. Immediately after the game, Rivera said that Howe was pulled from the game to protect him and that Howe would be back in the lineup against the Jets on Sunday. Well, it's been an up and down year for 2023 for Sam Howe. It's been interesting. Bill Barnwell says that new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy has leaned into the pass. So Hal has thrown a league-high 535 pass attempts. He also leads the NFL with 15 interceptions and 59 sacks. There are unquestionably things to like about Sam Howell, says Barnwell. He's tough and mobile. He has a legitimate NFL caliber arm. And when he gets a chance to step into a throw, Howell can deliver some really impressive passes if you put together a two-minute highlight reel, the best of Howell's plays from 2023, he looks like an above-average NFL quarterback. I love that. I love that description from Bill Barnwell. I completely agree. I mean, Stubb, what do we say all the time here? He's got a laser. He's got a freaking rocket that he can fire off. I love when he throws the ball up the middle. It feels like he's an NFL-caliber quarterback. Am I right, Stub?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's had some good <laughs> scrambles too this season, some pretty decent right. yardage gained on just running.
0: Now, he does close it out by saying how will be in year three of his rookie deal, even if he's pushed into a backup role. He thinks that what's most likely to happen is the commanders will pursue a quarterback. He says, quote, It depends on which path commanders choose to take. It looks like Josh Harris and the new owner group are embracing a much-needed rebuild, which would probably require the commanders to be patient as they build infrastructure around a potential quarterback of the future. With Washington projected to land the fourth pick in the draft, at the moment ESPN says it could try to draft Jaden Daniels out of LSU or another quarterback outside of the top two, trading the pick for a much needed draft capital and giving Hal another season and expecting to bottom out in 2025 might also be a long-term strategy. So, what do you guys think? 8338040910 8338040910. Will the Commanders stick with Sam Howell? I'm going to stick with my original opinion, which is if Sam Howell can win a game or two and make it so the Commanders do not have a top 3 pick or even a top 4 pick, then he will be the starter next year. I'm just frustrated because it feels like we didn't move on from Ron Rivera, right? We haven't moved on from the Martys they're all now in the ear of Josh Harris and I think they're corrupting his thoughts here look he he doesn't want to lose games this was a bad losing season but at the same time we've been looking for a quarterback for decades not years you know almost a century a quarter of a century we've been looking for a quarterback and I do think it's too early to give up on Sam Howell absolutely want him on the roster next year um I if you can get Caleb Williams, in my mind, you draft him. I'm not into Drake May. I'm not into Daniels uh, at of LSU. So K- it's Caleb or Bust for me. It's Caleb or Sam Howell for me. Uh, but I just think Sam needs to prove something here over these next few weeks. Not to Eric Bieniemy. not to Ron Rivera. To prove to himself that he has the confidence to be a starter and to put some good film on tape for the next head coach, and GM that take over in Washington. I'm not losing faith completely on Sam Howell. I I do think he's regressed. I don't think the commanders have helped him out. Um, The defense is constantly giving up 25 to 30 points, right? They're literally last in the NFL in points per game. That doesn't help your quarterback at all. That doesn't help him in the slightest. It's going to make him feel like he's got to go deep. He's got to fit it into tighter windows, which are leading to turnovers. Number two. We haven't had his running back in the last two weeks now. His running back might be shut down for the season in Brian Robinson Jr., so the failure to have a running game. He's thrown the ball more than anybody in the NFL, maybe more throws than anybody in the history of the NFL with the amount of times that Eric Bienemis is having him drop back. And, oh, yeah, our offensive line can't protect him for their life. It is so frustrating. You know, what is uh, what do they call him, the turnstile? At right tackle, Andrew Wiley just lets people left left and right get past him uh, Charles Leno on the left side is just too old and he's such a nice guy but he doesn't have the intensity that you need of a left tackle to go out and just maul someone like a Trent Williams we are so soft inside with the guards in the center position and oh yeah the snaps have been terrible all season long just caught our long snapper our center has been inconsistent all of these things have led to Sam Howe regressing so I think the path forward for the Commanders, in my mind, is if you can get Caleb Williams, you have to take that shot. If you can't, you either trade back or you go offensive line and you get a left tackle of the future. And then you get a darn center of the future, all right? And then you go out in free agency and you get a right tackle who can play the game, not Andrew Wiley, who was giving up the most sacks in the NFL last season and then we said, oh, yeah, he'll be better in Washington. No, he hasn't been. If you want to chime in phone lines are open 833-804-0910 833-804-0910 or you can always tweet us at 910 the fan and at wad radio don't go anywhere don't change that dial i'll be right back to the welcome and back girls i'm adam epstein you're listening to wad radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 1 fm that was macklemore's thrift Shop and uh, love that song, and I'll tell you, I love thrift shopping. Stubb, are you a, are you a thrift shopper? Are you a thrifty?
1: I like to I like to check them out. I like to yeah. like to pop in, just kind of look around. I usually don't buy anything. I just like looking at stuff.
0: I am I've been known to buy some things. I think it's so much fun. I know some people that hate it, right? I've spoken with a few people, and they're like, "Oh, why would I want to wear a sweater?" Someone else has "Sweat in." Why do I want to wear jeans that have been worn a thousand times? I don't mind it. Oh, yeah. In fact, I, I love trying to find something vintage. I'm proud to be a 90s baby. I love finding you know old school jerseys, t-shirts, hoodies, anything from back in the day. The 90s, in my opinion were the best for style and quality. Um, and speaking of thrift shopping, there's a bunch of places I like to go to, go to here in town. Have you ever been to diversity thrift stub?
1: I have not. I, I've only really hit the goodwill here. I, I knew everything in Blacksburg, but I'm pretty new to the thrift scene of Richmond.
0: Oh, you got to hit up Diversity Thrift. I actually did community service at Diversity Thrift when I was in school. Uh, got caught with a fake ID, typical, <laughs> as uh, most college kids do. Uh, That happens to them. And so I did my community service at Diversity Thrift, helping them. Uh, I know it was funny. I used to hide in the laundry room there and just pretend to fold clothes for like three (laughs) hours and then write on the timesheet that I was there for six hours. Uh, But we'd always work their bingo night because that was easy. You'd give out the winners. You got free pizza. Diversity Thrift is a great spot here in town that has a lot of good um, thrift options. Then the Goodwill is a good one. I've found some good stuff there. I think I got my dresser um, from Goodwill here in Richmond. Some people know about round two. I don't think you know about round two I stuff. Do not. It was probably before your time. That was uh, created by a local kid here in Richmond um, and his partner who actually went to VCU at the same time as me. I had class with him. Um, if you look up the Witherspoons, um, it, he has become a, he, a famous shoe designer, but he started round two, and it was a great spot for sports fans here in Richmond because they had all this like vintage sports gear, but they closed down their Richmond location, I think, around COVID, uh, but they do have locations around the country like L.A., Chicago, And And speaking of thrift shopping, a woman in Henrico got the thrift shopping experience of a lifetime. Her name is Jessica Vincent, and this story comes to us today from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. She went to the Goodwill in Hanover County. And found a vase, or is it vase or vase? Stubble, I, think, I think it's
1: just how you're feeling. I say I, vase. If I'm feeling a little silly, I'll hit a, I'll hit a vase, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's an official...
0: I'm, I'm feeling pinky up. Let's call it a vase. All right. All right, we'll right? Vase so it. she found a vase, and there's a picture of it. It looks to be kind of like red and green and glass, and, it, and I think it's like hand-blown glass. It looks like a, a, a really nice vase. Or vase, and um, you know, I guess she would put some flowers in it. But she brought it home after buying it from Goodwill in Hanover County for three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. On her way home from work one day on a regular afternoon in June, this colorful glass vase caught her eye. It was thirteen inches, and it's burgundy and green brush strokes. All right, so. She was quoted as saying, it was so unusual. It had such quality. I knew it was a good piece of glass with the mark on the bottom. Um, but She paid three ninety nine for it. She was prepared to pay as much as $10. She knew it was coming home with her. Well, so she got home. She took a picture of it, added it to a Facebook group. Instantly, people started sharing it and uh, commenting on it. And the vase was created in the 1940s. Um, out of a glass workshop that produced Murano glass. And so in the article, she's quoted saying people in the group said these are extremely rare. In fact, they're top shelf pieces. People only dream of owning these. I would die if I saw that out in the wild. She said it gave me chills to see all these comments. And you know what she did? She brought it to an auction house in New York, sent a few photos and brought the colorful vase up there. And this amazing story ends with her selling the vase for one hundred and seven thousand dollars and one hundred. One hundred and seventy one thousand. A hundred thousand and seven thousand one hundred. Why can't I say that term <laughs> together for some reason? But hundred basically one hundred and seven thousand dollars for this vase she bought for three ninety nine. It's un- it's, is this the greatest story ever or what? Th-
1: like, this is so fantastic. And it's kind of yeah. what everyone hopes for when they're, they're Goodwill shopping to be the one to find this. Because I'm looking at this vase and I, I, you could recreate that for like $5 today, right? <laughs> like, it, like, I think I could make this vase if I, <laughs> at least the painting on it. But yeah. uh, just like I, the, the forethought to, you know, look into that kind of thing. Uh, you wonder how many people are sitting on Priceless Artifacts.
0: Yeah, no, it, it is so interesting. I love the story that she tells here that uh, she was watching the live auction take place and somebody opened with twenty four thousand and then she watched the price go up goes up. She was holding her hand screaming when somebody said eighty five thousand and then it eventually sold for hundred and seven thousand one hundred dollars. Incredible. Um shout out to uh, shout out to Jessica Vincent of Hanover County for the find of a century. Unbelievable story, man! I, like,
1: like absolutely. I, I you know, it, it really just makes you want to go and look for stuff.
0: Yeah. Now, I would never know to pick up uh, a vase no. or a vase. I, you know, I, I have all these old school jerseys. Kevin Garnett. Uh, you know, I've got a Tim Duncan. I've you know the these jerseys are selling resale for like five ninety nine, you yeah. know. <laughs> and some of them don't even fit me anymore, but I've uh, decided to hang a few of them up in my office. But just just an awesome local story here that uh I think will make people smile hearing that story around the holidays. And speaking of the holidays, today is supposed to be one of the nicest weather days of the week with the highs in the upper 50s and then tonight it will fall down to about 30 degrees friday will be cloudy unfortunately though as of now saturday sunday and christmas monday look to be dry not enough precipitation and it probably won't be cold enough for us to have a white christmas are you disappointed about that stuff Uh,
1: i'd be disappointed if i expected it but i never do it's just kind of same old same old here in richmond uh but this weather's getting to me. The dry, my my knuckles are bleeding. This happens to me every year. Bleeding. Every year really? it gets so dry they start bleeding. It's a, it's a weird thing. Is that because thing.
0: I'm hitting uh, I'm not hitting the time slots here. I'm going too long during <laughs> yeah, commercials I'm, and I'm you're punch just punching the, the desk <laughs> left and right. Yeah. This darn A wad won't hit the post. <laughs> What do I have to do to convince him? We gotta do the luster by eight offer a Awad Kitchen 33 needs you to do a commercial right now.
1: You know I'm I'm known for being angry.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, you've got you I actually have never seen you angry. I don't think I've ever seen you upset. What no, is an it, upset stub like?
1: I don't know if I, I've ever really gotten that tilted. I, yeah. I don't get angry. I just kinda I don't know.
0: Do you hold uh oh, do you hold it in? Maybe I do hold it in. Are you gonna know, but, come back in like five years and just have one out for me here? Maybe I will be so upset. I don't know.
1: The the more I watch football, the more I start to realize what anger feels like. So so maybe a new <laughs> side of me is coming out.
0: I love that. I'm Adam Epstein, you're listening to A Radio here on the new sports radio nine ten the fan. Now at 105, 1 FM. We'll go around the NFL and pick some winners next on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105, 1 FM. Stubb, I'll tell you, I was a little upset a few years ago when the NFL decided to add a 17th game, and now it's 18 weeks before the NFL playoffs begin. But I did like the idea of extending the playoffs to seven teams per conference. I knew it would make things interesting for a lot of teams, and I thought my commanders would be included in that, right? I mean, what's it (laughs) going to take in the NFC? Maybe eight and nine? And yet we're eliminated because we're four and ten. And so, of course, that pissed me off, and I was upset about that. But it has created an awesome dynamic here over the final three weeks of the season where it feels like every other game has playoff implications on the line as every week the playoff picture you know becomes a little less blur and a little more clear as of right now top 7 teams in the NFC are the rams at 7 Vikings at six. Both teams seven and seven. That's how bad the NFC is. (laughs) Eagles at ten and four are the five seed here. They will travel to face off against right now the winner of the NFC South, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lions will host a playoff game as the three seed. Dallas, the two seed, one game back of the 49ers. But of course, the Niners have the tiebreaker on the Cowboys based on that head to head matchup. In the AFC, it's the eight and six. Colts is the seven seed. The six eight and six Bengals led by Jake Browning as the sixth seed. Browns at nine and five, the five seed. Jaguars still ahead of their division at eight and six. Chiefs nine and five. Dolphins ten and four. A game back of the AFC leading Baltimore Ravens at eleven and three. And as of now, there are four teams advancing to the NFL postseason. And six teams that have been officially eliminated. The number for both of those categories, will grow this weekend. In addition, one team could nab a number one seed and earn themselves a bye in the first week of the playoffs. All right, let's go around the NFL here with NFL Hits.
1: Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL,
0: NFL Hits on A1 Radio. The Cleveland Browns face off against the Houston Texans. There are eight different scenarios that land the Browns in the playoffs, all of which require them to win on Sunday and then get some help. The Chiefs face off against the Vegas Raiders. If the Chiefs win, they're in. Simple as that. And they clinch the AFC West title. They could also secure a playoff loss if they tie the Raiders and the Broncos lose. So, stop. if you have any chance of the Broncos Winning the division, you need the Chiefs to lose to the Vegas Raiders. Dolphins against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dolphins can clinch the AFC East title with a win, a tie, and a loss by the Buffalo Bills. The Finns will make the playoffs, though, with a win or a tie against the Cowboys. And that should play out this weekend. Detroit. Facing off against the Minnesota Vikings. Playoffs on the line for both teams. With a win for the Lions, they clinch the NFC North. They can advance to the playoffs with a loss or a tie from either the Rams or the Seahawks. Niners. Niners face off against the Ravens. Monday Night Football on Christmas. The late game. Niners are already in the postseason. They're one of the teams that already secured a spot. But they can actually secure the number one seed already with a win over the Ravens if the Eagles, Cowboys, and Lions <clears throat> all lose. Interesting report here as we're going around the NFL from the Schultz report, and he says, Jordan Schultz of Bleacher Report, that the Chargers, who have fired their head coach already and Brandon Staley and the team's GM, have turned their interest, have been rumored to be looking at Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh that's who I want in Washington if you're able to convince Harbaugh to leave college obviously it's unclear what's going to happen. I kind of think he wants to leave the college football scene here because of how he got suspended this year for a few games. Some people will say look he already dealt with his suspension now it's smooth sailing for him in Michigan and they're the number one seed facing off against Alabama in the college football playoffs on New Year's Day. There are other teams rumored to have interest in Harbaugh, including the Carolina Panthers. But as of right now, the Chargers have the strongest interest in Jim Harbaugh. All right, so it's time to pick some winners here around the NFL. Uh, I'm going to stick with Mac Valdez here, who gave out the pick on Don't Sleep on These Picks. To go with the Rams over the Saints tonight, Stub, are you going the other way or are you following Valdez?
1: No, I'm really feeling the Rams here. They've been looking so good recently. Even the, a yeah. loss to the Ravens, it was a beautiful loss from them.
0: Yeah, and, and like I said last week, I thought they could have poured it on and put 40 on the Commanders, but put their foot off the gas and just tried to stay healthy. For this matchup here on Thursday Night Football, and that's also a good point, right? So in that fourth quarter, the Commanders scored twice. The Rams didn't do anything offensively except for run the ball, so they saved some energy for this Thursday Night game uh, with a short week. Saturday, Bengals Steelers. Uh, I'm riding with the Bengals. Stubb. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you Are you in? Yeah. Right, yeah. No. Me, no shot Steelers here. I think. Yeah. I just just think cut me off a here if, if you disagree. Yeah, cut me off if you disagree on any of these games. Uh, Bills, I'm picking the Bills over the Chargers. I think that's the obvious one. Uh, we'll skip past Commander's Jets for now. We'll go to Colts, Falcons, battle the backups. I, I got to go with Taylor Heineke to win this game. I want Heineke magic and in there at home. Uh, I mean, it's fun to watch Moali Cox for the Colts. I want them in the postseason, but I, I just love Heineke.
1: I'm picking the Colts here. Uh, yeah. I, I will I mean, never. They look good. I just don't want to pick an NFC South team. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's anytime uh, they, I just don't like them. So I uh, yeah. give me the Colts here.
0: Seahawks with a big win over the Eagles. It looks like Drew Locke will be the starter again Sunday at 1 p.m. against the Titans. Give me the Seahawks to win that one. Lions Vikings. Um, if it was Josh Dobbs, maybe the Vikes have a chance. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Lions win this game. I I think this is a get-right game for the Lions, and they get some positive momentum going into the postseason. Packers-Panthers. Packers win, but I'll be rooting hard for the Panthers. Browns-Texans. Give me Joe Elite Flacco to get the win. Jaguars against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give me the Jags. Get-right game for the Jags. Even though Mark Schofield just told us earlier today he's worried about the Jags, Chances uh, Sunday, and then again in the postseason, the Bucks and Baker Mayfield have been playing probably their best football of the year recently. But give me the Jags to win that game. Cardinals, Bears. I mean, do we even need to pick a winner? I guess we'll, we'll pick the Cardinals so that they get a fourth win on the season and I'm tie the, the Bears. You're picking the Bears. I, I like um, Justin
1: Fields. I think he's a he's a pretty decent quarterback out there, and he's had some it good games.
0: sticks with it sticks with your favorite theme. Because Justin Fields is a starter this year. Next year, he'll be a backup. Stubb loves backups. <laughs> uh, Cowboys-Dolphins, uh, give me give me the Dolphins to win that game if Tyreek Hill is healthy enough to play. Uh, if not, I think the Cowboys win. I do think it's going to be a shootout. I'm looking at uh, a lot of offense in that one. Patriots-Broncos, I think the Broncos win. They're at Hot Mile High Stadium at home against a lousy Patriots team. I would hope the Patriots would win so they get to a fourth win on the season and the Commanders get a better draft position. I just don't see it happening. Raiders, Chiefs, Chiefs win. Giants, Eagles. I want to pick the Giants. I want to pick Tommy DeVito. But I'm still pissed off about the situation uh, with the pizza place in New York. We might have to break that down on Dude Food. Stubb, did you read into that story at
1: all? It's been corrected. uh, he, He went out there for free. So yeah, but
0: it. why did it even get messed up in the first place? Do we just blame his agent? I, I would right? be
1: blaming his agent. Yes.
0: Yeah. What, what was his agent's name again? I don't Sean know if we saw it. or something like that. Yeah. Just, Look. Just Google a silly Tommy DeVito's man. agent for me and see if you can find out the answer to that. And then Monday Night Football, I'm going to go against McCaffrey's burner, who's always trolling me on Twitter. Doesn't want to call into the show, 833-804-0910, but he loves to troll me on Twitter. Look, the Niners are picked to win this game by five points. Ravens have to travel across the country. But I think you look at the quarterback matchup here. I like Lamar's ability to move the football for the Ravens better than Brock Purdy. I know everybody loves Brock Purdy. They want him Brock all night and Purdy all day. (laughs) <laughs> um, as the guy from uh, Barstool like to say, but I think Lamar's the better quarterback here, and um, I'm, I love his ability to run against a good defense. How do you beat a good defense that can cover down the field, that can stop the run? You scramble and you pick up a third down with your feet. I got the Ravens to win that matchup. Stub, who you got? Ravens or Niners?
1: I got the Ravens too. And uh, first, I want to say the agent's name is Sean Stilato. for uh, Sean for Mister Stilato. Mister Mr. And, uh, yeah. But give me the Ravens. I, I'm kind of all in on Lamar Jackson this season right now. And um, yeah. I, I think that the I, this at least I think it's going to be a three-point game. I, I don't yeah. think that the five is going to get covered by the Niners.
0: I'm going to go on record and say right now the winner of the Ravens and the 49ers will have the MVP on their roster. And I'm not sure if it's going to be Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey or for the Ravens, obviously, Lamar. But I do think the winner of that game – has an MVP on their roster. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105 1FM. 1 Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105 1FM. 1 Phone lines are open. We love to make this as interactive a radio show as possible. That's Call AWOD. We can talk commanders, anything DC sports, VCU basketball, Virginia Tech football, UVA athletics, all open lines here on AWOD Radio. Call in 833-804-0910. Tom Brady actually agrees with what we were just talking about. The MVP could come from the Ravens against the 49ers this weekend as the Hall of Fame quarterback said on the Let's Go podcast earlier this week that he sang the praises of San Francisco 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey, saying he deserves that award. It's an honor being in that conversation and that Christian McCaffrey is his MVP. He doesn't think it's going to go to a quarterback this season. I wouldn't mind it being Tyreek Hill, but I just think that injury really um, screwed him over. Um, I don't know if he's going to now be able to break the record for most yards by a wide receiver. But we did want to get to this Tommy DeVito story. Obviously, there was an update yesterday. He did uh, make it right on an apparent agreement with a New Jersey-based pizzeria by making an unpaid appearance at the pizzeria after the tiff that went viral on social media. So we'll break down that story right now here on Dude Food. Dude Food!
1: We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry.
0: Where's my food, dude? Where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever eaten. I can eat this off a flip flop. (laughs) Who loves food, dude. Food. All right, and of course, I'm broadcasting live from River City Roll in Scott's edition, and they've got uh, tremendous pizza, a lot of really good food here. Chef-inspired menu. I love the loaded. tots. I like the fries as well. If we're just talking about sides. Uh, they've got really good mac and cheese on the menu also, but my go-to is the Korean barbecue wings, the buffalo wings, and the pepperoni pizza. And speaking of pizza, Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito was apparently supposed to appear at Coniglio's. Am I pronouncing that right, Stub? Caniglio. You're Ooh. Italian. How do you pronounce it?
1: Uh, I need to see it right now. Hold on. Let me find it, but I, yeah. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say you're doing it right.
0: All right, Coniglio's Old Fashioned Pizzeria in Morristown, New Jersey, announced on social media that it would no longer be hosting Tommy DeVito after the restaurant received word from his agent. What was his agent's name again? Sean
1: Stellaro.
0: Sean Stellaro Told the restaurant that he would be doubling the appearance fee from ten thousand dollars to twenty thousand dollars. Unbelievable! So uh, obviously, uh, this received a lot of attention on social media, and the story gained a ton of traction. Let me just first say, I don't, I don't really like that the quarterback of the Giants is doing, uh, you know, meet and greets in season. I, I think that's something you do after the season. It just feels like this is a money grab from the agent. Uh, pronounces the game. his name one, one more time stuff. Stellato's over here trying to make some money for Tommy DeVito and for himself here. And like I said, uh, I've never heard of this guy. Apparently, he's a famous agent. Well, I took one look at him, and I'm like, yeah, this guy probably represents delis all across the east side of New York. Um, but you know what? He's also representing... Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito, who has become a household name recently, um, and, and certainly um, you know a fan favorite for Italian-Americans. I think it's one of the coolest stories in sports, watching him play. Unfortunately, his win streak came to an end last Sunday, and now the Giants have like a 5% chance of getting into the postseason, two games back of the final wildcard spot. But um, the moral of the story, or the ending of the story, the good thing is that Tommy DeVito did show up at the restaurant, chose to make an unpaid appearance at the pizzeria earlier this week. According to Darren Revelle, Uh DeVito's agent contended that the pizza shop did not have a contract with DeVito, and he told Darren Ravel that, quote, they didn't raise the price because nothing was ever agreed to But the owner of the pizzeria, Nino Coniglio, says that he fired back and said, we agreed in principle to terms, two hours at the restaurant, 250 autographs and $10,000. And then all of a sudden, the agent couldn't be reached. And then after the game on Sunday, they reached out and said, nope, the price is now $20,000 for the popular Italian-American quarterback. But... As ESPN writes, all's well that ends well because we have a picture of Tommy DeVito at the restaurant. I mean, I get it. He's got this newfound fame, but I do not like this situation at all. It it makes me... feel sick it's icky to me no it's, think, it's a
1: real pr nightmare and I, I i would blame this on the agent it sounds like he realized tommy was worth more tried to bring it up because yeah. there was nothing written in text and it's like it's a local pizza place i'm surprised yeah. they had the 10k to spend on an appearance right and I'm, i think tommy made the right choice in the end but uh he might want to look into a new agent because that's yeah some immediate bad pr as soon as he's hitting fame
0: right because that's the whole thing is it just feels like they're like oh Look all of a sudden you have 200,000 Instagram followers. You got 2 million followers. Now our, the the price goes up here. You know they they're trying to jump on the opportunity that they have here. Now that he's got his moment of fame, but you know that's like the one thing i, I it always drives me crazy on social media. It's like you see a, a TikTok that goes viral, and then you know a month later you go to that person's page, and all they're doing is promoting random companies. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I just hate that. You know, yeah. like if you're if you're meant to go viral, if you're meant to be an influencer, someone popular, it'll just happen naturally, and you don't need to kind of like jump on the fact that oh, this is my time.
1: Yeah, and if it was like. It was like a State Farm ad he was doing, and his agent raised the price. I'd be like, "That's fair, you know. He's worth right. more now." But it's it's a local pizza place, you know. The, right. They don't have twenty k to spend on a guy showing up.
0: Yeah, so no, it, it's frustrating. I mean, really, like, are, are Giants fans gonna go there and, and be blown away to get their autograph signed and get a slice of pizza? I mean, what what do you think the pizza place made that day? Maybe. 5k right they definitely didn't make 20k i
1: feel like new yorkers are pretty set in their pizza places i don't think tommy devito going like this might help tourists choose a place but i think the locals in new york are going to be un unwaived by uh this pr stunt
0: yep but speaking of dude food i did it i officially did a double dine i went to torchy's tacos again that's it two meals same location Back-to-back days. I now love Torchy's tacos. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, I will say though, Stub, this is this is a little bit of a detail here that people uh, might not care about. But the Wrangler is my favorite taco on their menu. It's their bre- one of their breakfast tacos. It wasn't as good the second day. Really? The first day they scrambled the eggs, lightly scrambled. They were so amazing. You know, it has brisket and cheese in it as well. Yesterday the eggs were omelet style. And it didn't work in the taco. Didn't slap as hard. Uh, But I did get the secret menu item that we talked about yesterday, the trailer park hillbilly style. That was fantastic.
1: And you texted me this, and it it did tilt me as soon as you sent me a picture of their printed-out menu that said secret menu at the top. That gets me mad because that's not what that is anymore.
0: (laughs) Now, I don't know if maybe they did that for the holidays, right, because they also had another secret menu taco that was called, like, the Naughty Santa uh, they looked decent. It was shrimp and chorizo, which is an interesting combination. I don't think I've ever had that before. <laughs> so they handed out the secret menu with five extra tacos. I don't think they always hand out the secret menu. Okay. They, they okay. have not before. Uh, but you're right. I was a little thrown off by that. You know? it, it's an additional other, menu. Yeah. Uh, okay. What other dude food items do you want to bring up
1: today? I got something crazy here from New York as uh, something is happening to Chick-fil-A that many might be shocked at. Because oh, of a I, new, I heard this story. Yeah, Go ahead. A new bill being passed in New York requires all restaurants in train stations and in like transportation areas to be open seven days a week, and Chick Fil A happens to be one of the stores in those areas, and therefore has to be open on a Sunday if this new law passes.
0: Yeah, you know, I read this article actually yesterday on Fox Business, and what I think is going to happen, and, and this is just my you know opinion. I have have not like dove into the details here. I think that Chick-fil-A is going to move locations. Like, I, I think they're going to shut that place down because, yeah, the new bill in New York would, a, would force them to be open on Sundays, but the, the, the fast food chain has a long standing policy that they do not open on Sundays. I think they're going to move out of that location.
1: I don't know. Here's the thing. They, uh, there's a Chick-fil-A in one of the dining halls at Virginia Tech, which is known as like the most profitable Chick-fil-A of, of all of their places because it's in a campus. There <laughs> right. were some Sundays that place was open.
0: Oh, no way I, no I remember way.
1: most they weren't but it, it's it's a they put the, like you don't order and it's not a restaurant you go and they put the sandwiches on a little tray and then you grab them and check them yeah. out I remember there being some sandwiches on a Sunday
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this right now I think you woke up and you were just really hungover and you didn't realize it was a Saturday or there was a Monday where you didn't have school because we had the same Chick-fil-A at VCU and the lines were out the door. I mean, like 300 people every Saturday all day long. Never, not even once, did that Chick-fil-A open on a Sunday. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that that you had a little too much eggnog maybe one <laughs> night in Blacksburg and thought that it was a Sunday, but it was really a Saturday.
1: Well, I can't I can't fight you on that. <laughs> yeah. If there's I, I any know. other
0: people that went to Virginia Tech, call in and, and let us know the truth here. Did the Blacksburg Chick-fil-A stay open on a Sunday? Because I believe that every Chick-fil-A on the planet closes on Sundays, and that's why I believe the one in New York in the train station will be moving locations. This was Dude Food here on AWOD Radio. If you have any other local food news you want to chime in with, it's 833-804-0910, or you can always tweet us at AWOD Radio. A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O.